Ethiopian Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot of our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's Word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about how God provides help even when mountains seem unmovable. You know, I think it's safe to say that most of us have faced uncertain moments in our lives or found ourselves in hard places that we didn't expect or even want. And those moments can be scary or lonely and hard to handle on our own. Well, our guest today, Kathy Hutto, knows firsthand of those experiences of life-changing, out-of-control events and how God was faithful to see her through a tough season, and he's still leading her today. Kathy will share with us her story and how we can be sure that God is always faithful, even when life suddenly twists and turns in directions we didn't intend to go. But first, a word from our sponsor. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Time strive to help people delight in God's Word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's Word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code CBTPROMO or find our link below to get 10% off your order and let's experience God's beauty together. Kathy Hutto is a Christian mom and degreed educator with over 25 years of experience teaching and homeschooling. She has written over 200 resources for kids and families. Her articles have appeared in Lifeway's Journey magazines, Lifeway Kids, the Old Schoolhouse magazines, Christian Living in the Mature Years magazine, Guideposts, and more. She has been a single homeschooling mom since 2012. Both kids are now in college. Her best friend is Jesus, and he has proven over and over that he is enough. Please welcome Kathy. So nice to have you. Hello, nice to be here. Welcome. Thank you. Well, Kathy, let's start out by telling me about your journey to becoming single. Okay, well, um, 10 years ago, my husband came home from work and he called me into our bedroom and he spoke two words to me that seemed to just instantly cancel the two that he'd spoken to me at the altar 17 years earlier. The two words this time, instead of I do, were I'm done. And he was, he was done. He was just done. And that was the end of it. He left and um, 
that was 10 years uh, ago this year. And so I was a single, I mean, I was, I'm a single homeschooling mom now, but I was a homeschooling mom with no job at the time. So I didn't know what we were going to do. I knew that the Lord put on my heart to homeschool my children, but it was very uncertain. And uh, I was not sure early on what, what we were going to do or the future was going to look like, but God was so faithful. And um, I love any opportunity that I have to brag on him because I can tell you story of story of his provision um, through all of those times. All of a sudden, I'm a single mom with children, no job, um, and had been, had been homeschooling them their whole lives. They were eight and 10 at the time. So during those uncertain times, though, um, God really showed up and he really provided Right out of the gate, um, I heard about a tutoring opportunity with the local church, and we have a huge Kia manufacturing plant where I live in Georgia, and a lot of the moms of the, you know, their husbands work for the Kia plant um, would come to this church, and they'd want to be tutored, and so right early on, I just started bringing my kids, and we would go to the church every, um, throughout the week, and we would tutor ESL to Korean moms. And then in the afternoons, I'd come back and tutor their children too after school. So God provided. And then um, just shortly after that, you know, kind of getting through that early period, um, God provided a job at my church where I had served for as the preschool ministry director. I served there for seven years. And the first thing that that um, preschool minister or the children in preschool minister at our church said was you can homeschool bring the kids and so God allowed me to continue to homeschool and provided for our needs so it was a very uncertain time but God always came through every single time every bill it doesn't make sense on paper but every bill every need he always provided so he was just such a support and he still is. And, and so I just encourage everybody to just understand that even though, um, you know, things can get shaken, you know, and feel uh, unstable um, or really unsettled and it's shocking, shocking things happen, but it doesn't have to shake you because, you know, God is right there with you through whatever you face. Wow, Kathy, that's, I can't imagine um, the pain that you experienced um, when your husband came home that day. But truly, God has seen you through every single step of the way. Um, what a blessing when you just, you probably wondered, how am I even going to get through the next day? Um, but yet, he, he's carried you through years now. Yes, absolutely. What was the best advice you received early on? So early on, and remember, I'm a homeschool mom and um, just a home, stay-at-home mom, homeschooling. My bubble of friends and the people that I usually was were around were just, were not divorced. You know, I had just a bubble of homeschool friends, all my church friends. Um, so it was very embarrassing to think that my husband left me. I didn't want to tell anybody. In fact, I was praying that this all went away before anybody had to know. So I just didn't tell anybody except for one lady that had lost, her husband had left, 
but he had come back over time. He had come back. So I went to this one friend that I knew of and I said, what should I do? And what I wanted from her was like a step-by-step how to get your husband back plan. (laughs) But what she said to me was just the absolute best advice I've ever received. She just simply said two more words And these seem to be the antidote for the two I'd just been delivered. She said, read Psalms. And so that's what I did. I devoured them. I read them. I wrote them in my journal. I memorized them on extremely trying nights. I went to bed with my head on Psalms like a pillow. Psalms was such a balm to me, a comfort. And I really fell in love with the Lord and his word in those Psalms. I could just relate to David and his honesty and and just how raw he is. And so that was really the best advice um, that I received. That is incredible. I've never really thought of using the Psalms in terms of sort of a healing plan, right? That's beautiful. And oh, I love the Psalms as well. So that was kind of what your your Bible time then was like, um, reading the Psalms. How about your prayer life? Well, when um, I'm a daughter of a Baptist, Southern Baptist minister, so I've always known that we need to read our Bible and we need to pray. Thank the Lord that I grew up knowing the importance of that. But it was more of a discipline um, for such a long time. It was a discipline. And so when this happened, when something happens that kind of shocks you, it kind of makes you stop and it kind of makes you reboot or refocus. And so it kind of kind of stopped me in my tracks in that discipline became a desire. I need this. I need this. I need this, which has since turned into a delight. And I know that's something that coffee and Bible time is tries to teach us that we need to delight in God's word. And that's exactly what happened through this. Um, I like to say I fell in love with Jesus when my husband fell out of love with me. I already knew Jesus as my savior, but my Bible and my prayer time became so personalized. So I brought my Bible. This is the Bible that I was using through um, through those hard times. So my once pristine, very nice and neat Bible became <laughs> marked up, dog-eared, highlighted clippings. You know, it's falling apart. I have had to get a new one because it's absolutely just falling apart but his word became life to me it became everything to me um and and let me go back and say because I was um because I did know already that bible reading and prayer time was so important I had the foundation there and that is my advice to anybody get that foundation there so that when you are shocked by something the world throws at you you're not shaken. The foundation was there. I knew where to turn and I just turned really hot and really hard and heavy into the word. So, so that's what really my Bible time was like. And my prayer life too, you know, um, my prayer life was a little more formal back in the days before this, you know, I, I prayed every day, but I was, you know, talking to God as my father, but through this, I mean, literally he became my best friend. So I began to speak to him like my best friend, just like in the Psalms, David doesn't 
he doesn't mince words. He, he puts it out there. And so I just, before maybe God was like the principal of a school type person in my mind. And now he became a very best and beloved friend. I learned how to pray using scripture and, uh, you know, added in uh, just fasting and fervency all through this. And it was just, it's, it's just been such, you know, I hate to say this and, and it sounds really weird, but I wouldn't trade now what I've gone through, even the struggles for what I know now and I've learned and how close I am with the Lord. It's just, it's just an, been such an amazing thing. So that's kind of a little peek into my Bible and um, prayer life these days. You know, I've heard that so many times over and over again, um, people talking about their trials and disappointments and things and how they wouldn't trade it in because God moved so powerfully in their lives during that time. Kathy, tell us about, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you were praying for reconciliation. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, and, yes. And what happened and how God moved. Okay. Well, yes, definitely. I knew, um, I knew what the Bible said about marriage. I knew what the Bible said about divorce. And I knew that God hated divorce. And I knew that I made that marriage covenant to God. As much as I made it to my husband, I made that marriage covenant, that commitment, that covenant to God, and it was non-breakable. So I knew I had the fight of my life on my hands because he wanted to break that covenant. I did, I did not. Now it would have been difficult if he had come back because especially, you know, I, I just knew it would be hard, but I knew that if I did what God had asked me to do, that he would be faithful to, to bless that and help me through no matter what. Um, so I did, I prayed fervently, um, fasted and prayed and did everything I knew to do step, step, step to, to pray for reconciliation and I, and to stand on that marriage covenant. And that's what I tell people today. I say, fight for your marriage. Do, you know, don't stray, pray, stay, stay and pray. Um, because God can, if he raised dead Lazarus, he can raise your dead marriage. So I 100% had the confidence to know that God could answer this prayer. There was no doubt, no doubt. More than a mustard seed faith, I had complete faith that God could do it. So <laughs> seven years in to praying and fasting and believing, it was another shock when he remarried and not me. He remarried someone else seven years in. But I'd spent all that time really standing on that marriage covenant, believing that um, that I needed to to do everything I could to keep that covenant with the Lord and with my husband. So it was a little surprising then when the Lord didn't answer that prayer. But uh, sometime before that, though, I was in the middle of a fast and I had been fasting and praying and just fervently as I as I had been all this time. Um, the Lord just spoke to me and he said to me very clearly, I will do what I will do. And so that I kind of ended the fast right there, just right on the spot. I felt like, you know, 
I can trust God with this. I'm trying to get him to respond by doing all these things on the list, just like I know I need to. But God very clearly said, I will do what I will do. And um, so I just kind of surrendered it to the Lord. I continued to pray and fast and stand, but I knew that it was in the Lord's hand, whether he moved the mountain or whether he didn't. He didn't move the mountain, but I'm here to say that he held my hand as we walked all the way around it through that whole journey. My very favorite um, verse is Isaiah 41, 10, which says, fear not, I'm with you, be not dismayed, for I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So he didn't move that mountain, but he definitely walked me around it. Why didn't he? I don't know. I do know this, that God is always good. And in Psalm 84, 11, it says, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And I knew that I was walking and following after what I believed God wanted me to do. And so the reason that he didn't move the mountain, I'm not sure, but I can only know that it was probably not going to be a good thing for me. And I think that as a result, he's used opportunities like this one for me to be able to encourage other women going through this as well and just give him praise and glory for for his goodness to us through all these years. And truly, Kathy, you're you're such a great example of um, someone who didn't turn bitter because this um, devastating experience could have made you bitter, but you can just see the the love of Christ shining through you. And I'm sure you are such an encouragement to others. Um, knowing that this was so hard for you, how did you get through this with your kids? How did you encourage them? How old were they? And just tell us about that. Okay. Well, they were at the time eight and 10. I have a boy and a girl. And now they are 18 and 20 and in both in college. But at the time, though, it was very, it was, you know, as moms, our children are our hearts, you know, our children are our main focus. So I wanted to make sure they were okay. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, your children are also your neighbor. So they need to be put first. Um, so I, I tried to really focus on them. And so, well, let me say at the beginning, though, God's grace is sufficient, his grace is sufficient for whatever we face, but I did do the very best I could to keep our routines the same. That was very important to me. I was a, an educator in public school before my children were born, before I homeschooled them, so I could see kind of how divorce affected children, so I just wanted to keep everything as much the same as I could. I wanted to be the solid rock, you know, one parent I felt needed to be very stable and, um, be that support for them so that things didn't seem unsettled or shifty to them. And so I kept our routines as much the same as possible. I didn't burden them with information about, you know, how am I going to pay the bill or what are we going to eat tonight for dinner? You know, all of the little, all of those little things they didn't need to know. They didn't need to know. I didn't talk bad about their dad. I did, they didn't need that. They didn't need that burden they didn't need that extra um, baggage to carry. So I used wisdom in what I shared. I did want them to see God's provision. So there were times when I would share something 
and we would use it to pray and then we would see God respond. So it was a faith growing opportunity, but I had to use wisdom about what I shared with them so that they didn't have unnecessary baggage or burdens on them. And I just prayed, you know, they were gone every other weekend and I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. And I'm not saying people should do this. This was just me, but those times were spent praying for them, praying for them where they were. And, um, you know, so I, I just really just put, you know, that focus on, um, on really just praying for them. And and we've seen God move, you know, we've seen, we've seen things happen for them on, you know, some of those vacation times or or things that, that where God responded and, and answered our prayers. And it it was just an amazing thing to see, but now they are 18 and 20, both in college. They both serve in the church. They love Jesus. Um, and they have their own, you know, prayer life and Bible time and, um, really deep, you know, with the Lord and, and solid. And so that's why I say God's grace is sufficient. Cause if you look back at all we've endured and experienced and they've had to do and see, you would be, um, you know, a lot of kids, it, it just really does shake their world and change them. But by God's grace, if you continue following and following faithfully your children, you know, God will help your children. His grace is sufficient for them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's just should be so encouraging um, to anyone out there who's experiencing a similar struggle, just your steadiness and your continual, um, Oh, I should say you're, you're just, you're continuing. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our in-depth Bible study academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Christian education and, and raising them up. Um, in the Lord and just helping them get through that experience in a stable environment um, had such a tremendous impact on them. How about other people? How important were other people to your journey? Well, other people were huge, but I, uh, like I was saying early on, I didn't want to tell anybody because I was embarrassed. My husband left me. It was, it was not, um, it was, it was devastating. And I didn't want anybody to know I, because I was really hoping that it would all go away before everybody had to know. And so I didn't tell anybody, but one, another friend, um, she came and to me one day and she said, I know something's going on and you don't have to tell me 
but I can just tell you're different. And she said, I want you to know I'm for you. You don't have to say a thing, but I'm praying for you. So right after that, um, I was invited to a little small Bible study group of women, six of us that would meet in the home of one of that lady. And then there were other, it was not her, but it was, it was a, that little group of friends. One of those ladies um, had us all over into her home on Wednesday night after church and we could bring our kids. And so our kids, my kids loved it because their kids were there. So they all had playtime and we had some prayer time. So that very first meeting, we went around the table. We all had an index card. We were going to write down everybody's prayer needs so we could pray through the week. And so in my mind, I'm saying, as they're all taking their turn, just say unspoken, just say unspoken. But when it got to my turn, I just blurted out, I think my marriage is over and the arms and hugs and the comfort of the Lord flooded over me. And that was just such an amazing time. I'm still very good friends with all of those ladies. We meet now and then still, but for years we just met. And that encouragement of the little group of six women uh, was just so huge during that time, you know, during that really dark and hard time for me. So I didn't do it really. God did it. So I like to say, you know, all along this journey, God has put people in my place to help and encourage. I didn't have to go out and tell everybody. He kind of put that together. I mean, there have been times when I didn't know how we were going to pay a bill and God would put it on the heart of someone to, to put a check, to give us a check. Or one time a chicken pot pie from a friend showed up on our doorstep and she didn't know anything at that time that was going on, but God provided that over and over and over. When we, I don't know if you've read the book, The Christmas Jars, but we got a Christmas jar one Christmas. Um, someone had filled up two jars with money and coins for Christmas. It was just God provided. That was just an anonymous thing. God provided. I didn't have to broadcast it. I didn't have to tell anybody. God did it. God knew. And so he provided, but the people, other people were his hands and feet. And it was amazing to see. And I want to be that. I want to be, that's why our coffee and Bible time is so important because we need to be listening to see if God is telling us that we need to be his hands and feet that we need to go and do. And I'm so grateful for people that were listening and, and were the hands and feet of God all these many years. Oh, absolutely. I can't emphasize enough the power and the importance of, of being in some type of a small group, um, Bible study group. I've been in one for over 20 years with the, the members change each year, like some are the same, some are different, but just knowing that you have that group of people that you can do Bible study with, that you can share your prayer requests and that people care and follow up and um, it's just so powerful and I'm I'm just truly thankful I can see that you are too what a blessing that you had those other ladies to surround you and um, and how God just provided in miraculous ways really for all of your needs 
we still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes, yeah, so I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling, and what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in, like, different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling di- different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you and so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you when you need it you know mm-hmm. absolutely so if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and bible time and you get 10% off your first month and of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway so overall it's just a good deal we really recommend it but let's just get on to the podcast oh well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Well, Kathy, what encouragement would you give to single moms? Well, I would encourage them by saying that God sees you. Um, God sees you. He sees you. And I'm going to just read that favorite. My favorite verse is Isaiah 41, 10, and I also like 13. And it says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then 13 says, for I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. I guess I would encourage them that God will help them. Now, I remember going through the um, some of those court dates where you're having to go through this divorce process. And I remember just having that verse written out in my pocket and then squeezing my hand, just thinking about God holding my hand. I looked down one time in in one of those court dates and my hand was purple because I had been squeezing it so hard, but I was just thinking about God holding my hand. And that's exactly what he did for me. That is exactly what he will do for you. Just faithfully follow him and he will um, respond and he will bless you and he will help you and keep you. So do not be, um, you might be shocked, but do not be shaken uh, that God is right there with you. And, and I think that's what I would encourage uh, people to know. Those passages are beautiful. Thank you for sharing those. Kathy, you have an amazing ministry yourself, Um, your website. Tell everybody, if you can, 
um, just a little bit about what you have and all the resources that you have and how people can find out more information about you. Oh, thank you. Well, I have a website. It's Kathy A. Hutto at um, dot com. And I just put out whatever it is that I'm, it's just a mod podge of a lot of things. But um, for the most part, um, I am a teacher. And that is uh, the Lord has provided now that my children are in college, I am full time teaching again online. And so I just really put a lot of those resources to help homeschool moms or any moms, single moms, not single moms, any kind of uh, just moms at home with their littles to have some resources to, to use to teach, um, to teach their children. I also have a lot of resources I've written for our church that I just kind of put on there too, for missions trips or Sunday school or um, Bible studies for preteens, kind of just whatever we're doing, I kind of just put it on there. So hopefully people can find something that is useful to them. They absolutely will. You have some really cute tips, educational tips that make learning fun. So that's awesome. Kathy, I want to ask you some of our favorite Bible study tool questions here with each of our guests. So let's start with what Bible do you use and which translation is it? Okay, well, I have it right here. And this is... <laughs> This is the upgraded version of my falling apart one, <laughs> but it is the MacArthur Study Bible, the John MacArthur Study Bible. I believe that John MacArthur's um, notes I can trust. I'm very careful about what I use, but this has, of course, John MacArthur's notes at the bottom, and this is an ESV translation. This is the now, early on, I used the New King James, um, but now I'm using the ESV. That's what our pastor preaches from and my children's youth director has used and we all have. So I like us all be on the same page. So that's really the Bible version that I use right now. But I like them all from when I'm studying, but that's the one I use for my daily reading. Oh, that's excellent. That's actually the one my husband has as well. That's a great Bible in ESV for those that are listening is a very, very solid translation. Do you have any favorite journaling supplies that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Well, I am a coffee and Bible time girl <laughs> and have been for years so I have the highlighters you've recommended. I have the post-it notes and I have little pad to tear off with my washi tape. Is that what you call the <laughs> The little tape. I have a, all of the little tape um, that you've recommended. So I, and I have my, um, some chalks that I use to kind of draw on. So I, it's really all of your recommendations. That's what I use. And I, um, I love it. You know, my Bible is very colorful. It's, it's new. This new one is becoming more colorful, but yes, highlighted and, and marked up and has all my notes taped in and posted. So that's, that's really, um, that's really what I use that all the coffee and Bible time suggestions. <laughs> Aww, thank you so much. That's awesome. What is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? 
Okay, I like the Bible app. Um, that's on my phone, and I've done a lot of the little Bible studies that you can do on that, and you can link with your kids. I don't know if people know that, but you and your kids can start a Bible study together, and you can kind of see each other's progress and encourage each other. So we, we do that, the Bible app on our phones, and that gives me a daily, it, they send out a daily verse every day, and I, it's text to me, so that's kind of fun too to receive. So I guess that would be, I use a lot of websites, you know, um, when I'm doing my, my major in-depth study when I'm writing something, but I think that would be my number one, one favorite like app. Um, so awesome. yeah, that's a great one. The version Bible app. version. that's it. Yeah. And you brought up some great features that I don't think anyone's talked about before. And that is being able to share and do a Bible study together with other people that you can connect up with on there. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being here today to share your inspiring story and just reminding us that God is always faithful and will never leave us even in our darkest moments. And for, and for our listeners, visit Kathy at her website, Kathy A. Hutto, that's H-U-T-T-O dot com to learn more about her and where you can find so many resources on homeschooling and Bible studies for kids and preteens. And you can please head over to our blog where you can interact with us and share your comments on this podcast. And finally, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. Have a blessed day.